Welcome to Living Liberal by Molly B. I am your host, Molly B. Um, This podcast is going to focus on small liberal moments in a person's life, especially for those of us living in a conservative area. I have a dear friend that wants to be a guest co-host, and she told me that she wants to be my Ed McMahon to her Johnny Carson, or for my generation, the Generation Z, uh, the generation that's in between Generation X and the millennials that sometimes we are considered millennials, but we're really kind of like the older millennials and we don't consider ourselves that, so we're the Generation Z. Um, for us, she's Gail King and I'm Oprah. So when I talk about those small moments, uh, those small liberal moments in a person's life, uh, it's more of a daily life. So those small moments may look like, um, TV show diversity, um, the, uh, local store diversity, whether it's a Mexican restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, a Japanese restaurant, uh, the diversity of the customers, the diversity of the workers, not just at, obviously at those particular restaurants and stores, but within other stores, uh, big chain, uh, big chain stores and big chain restaurants to see the diversity there, um, not only with the workers, but the customers as well. And so that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about and to also have those big conversations on topics such as the LGBT community and rights and topics, as well as um, the ones, um, how one votes, their religion. Um, I am Catholic. Uh, I like to consider myself a liberal Catholic. Uh, I would like to, um, you know, have topics such as the diversity in TV shows and movies an episode about that. So, um, hopefully my friend will come on and be my Johnny or, uh, my Ed McMahon and, and, or my Gail King for, for, you know, a handful of episodes. I've asked my mom to come on, so hopefully she'll do it. So that's what, uh, the podcast is going to be about. The podcasts are, um, since I'm brand new to this, I have enjoyed listening to, so let me back up. So I hope my podcast will last, you know, at least when it's just me, 15 to 20 minutes on whatever topic of the week um, I choose to do. And hopefully when I have a special guest co-host or my uh, Gail King co-host um, type of person, friend, that it will be a little bit longer. So I'm shooting for right now 15 to 20 minute episodes Um, about this specific topic. So today I just wanted to talk about what my podcast is going to be about and a little bit about myself and where I am from. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about myself and the um, area that I live in. I am Molly Blankenship. Uh, A lot of people like to call me Molly B. My last name is kind of long. So, um, I just have been called Molly B since about high school. And, um, so, you know, whatever it is, what it is. I enjoy the little nickname, I suppose. I am a special needs teacher at a local elementary school. 
I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher um, of some sort. Um, I remember going to the local Catholic school um, until from kindergarten to seventh grade. But I remember in second grade telling one of the nuns that I wanted to be um, one of three things. (laughs) I said that I wanted to be a teacher, a librarian, or a nun. So they knew that I was totally fabricating about the nun. (laughs) They knew that that was not going to happen. But I am a reading teacher, so I kind of combined the teacher and librarian into one. And I do have my master's degree in reading. So um, I did kill two birds with one stone in that perspective. And I absolutely love to read. I um, was born and raised in southeastern Ohio in a very minute town. Um, From the time I was born until I was in seventh grade-ish, I lived in a small town called Wellston. And then we moved to the next town over called Jackson. And so that's where I've spent most of my life from the time I was about 12 and a half to 13 years old until now. And I'm 38. I can consider myself um, a rather liberal Catholic. Um, I haven't been to church in a while. Um, one, thanks to the pandemic. And two, our churches have combined because we all know as Catholics that there is a shortage of priests. And coming from Southeastern Ohio, it's it's even worse. So with the shortages. And so our priest does three parishes. And so there's a lot of people that go to our small church in Jackson. So it's, I try to go for my own spirituality when I do go. And when there's a lot of people, it makes me just kind of like the crowd control thing. So I haven't been in a while. I'm a Democrat. Uh, I've been a Democrat my whole life. Um, even before I knew I was a Democrat, I was Democrat. Now, I have voted Republican a couple of times, but that was local and about 15 years ago before what Republicans are now. My parents um, are from West Virginia. My dad is from Wayne County, West Virginia. He was a Protestant and then converted to being Catholic when my brother-in-law decided to join the church. And so my dad thought because he had been going to the Catholic church at that point for almost 30 years, he figured why the heck not. So he joined the church with my brother-in-law. My mom was born, born and raised Catholic, still is Catholic. She works um, for the Catholic church as a business manager. She was born in Fairbanks, Alaska, but grew up in Huntington, West Virginia and she and both my dad, well, actually, both my parents um, have, well, no, let me take that back. My dad has been a diehard Catholic from the very, or excuse me, diehard Democrat from the get-go. Um, my mom was a Republican, thanks to her parents. In her first presidential election, she voted for Nixon, and look how that turned out. And then once she had went to college at Marshall University, go herd, she got to really see the diversity of what this country is about through going to college. And um, she eventually became a Democrat and she became more liberal and my dad became more conservative and their views, the older they got. Um, Now, unfortunately my dad passed away about four years ago. And um, so anyway, so my grandparents, my Paternal grandparents are from West Virginia. They've been here for hundreds of years. My maternal grandparents 
My um, maternal grandfather, his family came from Iowa. They were Catholic. My maternal grandmother is half Italian, half German. She came from New Jersey. Her grandmother was born in America from Allentown, Pennsylvania, but her dad came over from Italy when he was 14, left the port of Naples in Italy and landed in New Jersey. And um, so my mom's side of the family was the Catholic side through and through, both from her father's side and her mother's side. They went to, both of uh, my maternal grandparents went to Catholic school through 12th grade. My grandmother, or my mother and my aunt went to Catholic school to 12th grade. My two cousins through 12th grade. Um, Now, my siblings and I, my two of my siblings, I have three siblings, youngest of four. My oldest brother lived with his mom. My sister and other brother and I lived together in one household. My sister's through my mom's first marriage. Oldest brother through my dad's first marriage. And then there's my one other brother and I through both of our parents. Um, so uh, my sister and one brother and I went to junior high to eighth grade. I went to seventh and then that's when we moved. So we had a Catholic school education. Both of my parents are public school teachers or retired Um, so we're big time union people. Uh, my brother is a big time union person in his construction field of work. My sister's a teacher. Um, and being the youngest of four, I had, I have definitely learned from my siblings mistakes and from their, um, success. So, um, there's that. I'm the youngest. Four. My oldest brother's 11 years older than me. My sister's about five and a half years to six years older than me. And then my other brother's two years older than me. I went to college at the University of Rye Grand in Southeastern Ohio and joined a sorority there. Um, everybody in my family, except for my brothers, so like my aunt, my mom, my sister, my dad, um, had all. Um, been in a sorority. Um, even my sister's stepmom was in a sorority. So I knew that once I went to college, even though Rye Grand is in Southeastern Ohio, very minute college, it's known for its education and nursing programs. And um, it's a community college and a university. And um, and the, I loved going to that small college. Uh, there was probably about when I went about 400 people that lived on campus, if that, and about 2,500 students altogether. And that's including associates, master, masters, and, um, masters. So I loved it. I joined a local sorority, Zeta, Zeta Theta Chi, um, known as Zox. Uh, we were a national sorority at one time, but well before my time, we were at the Sigma Tau at one time and went back local. I lived on campus, loved it, got to meet a lot of people from different areas um, of the state and other countries. We were, um, our university was also known for our soccer program. And at that time, there were a lot of um, soccer players from the UK and Ireland and with that in mind, I also um, was the second group of students to go on an exchange program to Wales, southwestern Wales. 
to a college at the time was called Trinity College in Camarthen, Wales, and I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So, you know, my liberal views, you know, wanting to know culture, wanting to know. I'm a big history person. I got that from my dad. And uh, wanting to experience life. So even though that I went to a very minute college, I felt like I had a big university experience. I joined a sorority. I was able to study abroad for three and a half months. Did I get homesick? Absolutely, I got homesick. But did I make the best of it when I was there? You bet. I loved it. And my parents were able to come visit me as well for a week. I got to visit. Um, now, we had a labor in Canada. Got, so I got, we did a little few hours in Toronto. And so then we did a tour of Ireland, which I absolutely love. We did a tour of Wales, obviously, because we were there for three and a half months. Um, did London for a weekend. Uh, Halloween weekend, we went up to Edinburgh, Scotland, which was fantastic. It was the best thing in the world. And for Thanksgiving, we had went to Frankfurt, Germany, because that's where my sister was stationed when she was in the military. So I wanted to go there and to pay honor to my sister. I mean, she's still alive, but just to pay honor to that that's where she was stationed. I wasn't able to see her when she, or go visit when she was there. So, um, you know, a lot of my, there's my dog, sorry. A lot of my um, near dear friends that I have now came from college and I would not trade it for the world. Um, how I became liberal, you know, I don't know. I think that it was always going to be in, in my DNA. I think it was always in my DNA. I always think that it was my personality to be liberal and to have that open-mindedness of the, and, and what people from different backgrounds and, and the diversity that this world can bring um, has always been a part of me. I think that even if my parents were not Democrats, I think that I would have been like my mom and veered off to being a liberal. Um, so I feel like that it was always a part of me. But looking back with the environment that shaped me, I think that my parents did, of course, and, and with them being big time union members and taken, that also had that instinctive uh feeling that you just took care of each other no matter who you were and where you came from. And um, my parents always watched the news around me. It was always NBC Nightly News, um, CNN. Uh, I remember watching Conning Chung growing up on CBS Nightly News. I believe it was CBS Nightly News. And um, they just talked about it like it was no big deal, like the news and adult appropriate adult um, subjects around me that they knew that I could understand and it still be appropriate for me to, to hear and listen to their viewpoints. Um, I also feel like that I became liberal on what my parents said and, and what they didn't say. Um, you know, unfortunately, now as an adult, looking back, you know, that, that systemic racism, that every time something had happened on the news, it was always a person of color. And they would always say, damn, that's a shame that, you know, this, this system is working against them. And so I knew even then at such a young age, it was not okay. Um, TV shows, we would have a big diversity of TV shows to watch. We, um, 
<laughs> I remember growing up and on a Saturday night watching the Golden Girls with my mom and watching um, and Living Color and 227 and Amen and um, a lot all, the All-American Girl with Margaret Cho that not only did we watch shows with predominantly white casts, but we also watched shows that had predominantly people of color in their main cast. And that was fantastic, especially living in the area that I do where there's not a lot of diversity that I see in my daily life. So to see that representation on TV and was great. Um, I loved it and knew that there were different people out there other than me and that I wanted that. I wanted to see that in my daily life. Um, Broadway plays. My mom would always take us to Broadway plays. So I think, and for us to go to a Broadway play, we had to go to Columbus, Ohio, which is an hour and a half north of where we lived or where we live. And so to do that and to see a bigger town, now a lot of people from like New York or Chicago, um, even Atlanta or LA or whatever, they're like Columbus. Yeah, that's not a big town. But, you know, I come from a town of 6,000 people. Columbus at that time growing up had a half a million people, if that. That was huge to me. Now they have almost close to 1 million people living in the greater area of Columbus. That's huge for Ohio. Huge. So to have that in my daily um, growing up was fantastic. You know, we would go see The Wizard of Oz. Uh, We would go see Phantom of the Opera and Beauty and the Beast. And... um, not too long ago, thankfully, Ohio University is like 40 minutes from where I live. And they have the OU Performing Arts series. And they will bring in um, some big time Broadway shows and um, companies that would come through. And I, thank God, was very lucky to watch uh, and see Rent at Ohio University. And it was fantastic. And nothing compares to a live show. So I think that had a lot to do with with it, too, is to seeing that diversity. And my parents were just compassionate. I think that also helped with them being teachers. They were just very compassionate people. My personal, Like I said, my personality, I think, has to deal with um, being liberal. So um, there's that about me. Okay, so this part in this segment is going to be about the um, area where I live. I live in southeastern Ohio um, in Jackson County. I grew up in Wellston, and from the time I was born, my parents came up uh, because my dad had got a coaching job at Wellston. And my mom worked um, at Bikai Hills Career Center Center in the next county over until she got a job at Wellston. So both of my parents were teachers at Wilson. Um, my dad got a principal's job in 96 at Jackson. And so I lived in Wellston until from 1982 when I, when I was born until um, the summer of 95. And that was when my sister graduated high school and we moved to Jackson. And my brother and I, my one brother and I graduated from Jackson High School. And so I've lived in Jackson since uh, the summer of 1995. I did one stint of living and teaching in southeastern Florida and St. Lucie County and just realized it was not for me and came back home. 
Um, I loved the area. I just needed to be closer to, to home and family and, and into a smaller town. So, okay. So anyway, the statistics of our area, um, I live in a small, like I said, small town called Jackson. Um, in April of 2010, the population was 6,396. As of July 1st, uh, 2019, the population of the city of Jackson is 6,230. Okay, so to kind of give you an idea of, of our area. 54% are females, 94% are white, 2.6% uh, of the population is African American only. There are 0% Native Americans and 0% Asian Americans, which I don't know if the people, um, yeah. 3.4% 3, 3. are considered two or more ethnic races. And 3.3% are Hispanic and 90.9% are, are what they would identify as white only, not Hispanic. Okay. Um, the median income is 43,000 and the state of Ohio, it's 58. Um, per capita income is 23,000. The, um, 92% of people have a high school diploma or higher or a little bit of extra, you know, whether that's a, um, career center, like vocational school certification or whatever, um, that's 92% of the population. Only 14.8% have a bachelor's degree or higher in, in the city of Jackson. Now, um, the poverty, poverty rate is 19.8% white and 31.3% two or more races. Um, that is, and you got to remember that, um, Athens County is just a couple counties over and that's where the Heisman Trophy winner, um, from a couple years ago, Joe Burrow, uh, graduated high school from the, um, rookie quarterback that got drafted to the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, and they're pretty high in the poverty rate. So we're right there in the mix of, of the area being very poor. Um, the religions in our area, um, Evangelical Protestant has 4,711 people with 55 congregations. Mainline Protestants have um, 3,700 people with 23 congregations. Other religions at 638 people with five congregations. Catholic, which is the largest Christian denomination in the world, at one point, over 1.2 billion people, only has 350 people identifying as Catholic with two congregations. And then um, there's a lot of people that don't identify um, with a religion. Um, in the 2020 presidential um, presidential election, Biden only carried 22.4% of the votes, Trump at 76.6% of the votes, and other at 1%. So that's the makeup of the city of Jackson and the, the area. Uh, the counties very similar 
in that sense. Uh, there is a private Christian school in Jackson. There's a Catholic school in Wellston, which is the next town over in the same county. Um, so it's a very Protestant area when it comes to religions and um, the humongous Christian area. So um, to be liberal and to be Catholic and to be a woman and to be a person of color is a massive minority group around here. Um, so for somebody like myself, you know, I love the small town um, feel. I, I enjoy living in a small town. It's finding those small liberal moments in, in my daily life that I, that keeps me going um, and knowing that this is a good place. So um, that's it. That's uh, my first podcast episode. And I hope that you all will enjoy. And uh, my plan is to make these 15 to 20, maybe 30 minutes, depending on how long winded I can be on the topic of the week. And I hope to make this a weekly podcast.